Holly G with the Golf Insiders with Jeff Fabino from the Morning Read, who was uh, contributing also to PGA.com uh, throughout the week. Great coverage on the PGA Championship, Fabs. And um, what a big win. Colin Morikawa, everybody's buzzing about this kid. Your impressions. Winning the PGA well, Championship, his first major. Yeah, well, it's for, yeah, his first major, second major start. Uh, he has, I think, 27, 28 pro starts. He's averaging about a quarter of a million dollars a start. He was in college. Balls. He was doing his yeah, exams a, a year yeah, ago. 15 months ago, he's right down the road at Cal. Uh, so he was familiar with Harding Park. That was good. He played it about a dozen times when he was at Cal. He stayed in school. He got a great business degree. He's just a hes a very polished kid. You know, he's, sure he's is. 23, but he carries himself much older. And, uh, you know, we all knew it might be a little different down the stretch at a major with no fans. But... I'm not really sure how rattled he would have been had there been 40,000 people there. He's He kind of welcomes the big moment. Uh, he, he stood on that 16th tee, and it was time to get the green light to go, and he went for it, pulled off a great shot, and he's a major champion. Yeah, it's uh, such a big story. Oh, my goodness. They're already comparing him to Tiger. Um, yeah, that's a little early. Right? Just a touch early. A little early. Um, and, um, you know, this was your first event out since COVID, correct? Correct. Give me uh, uh, your impressions of, uh, you know, just how obviously great news that nobody um, tested positive before the PGA Championship. And um, just, you know, give uh, my listeners a, a, a little uh, look-see at um, what it is behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, it's just so different for us. Usually at a major, you know, we're fighting through crowds. We're, we're able to get inside the ropes, which is great, see a lot of the golf. But this time around, you can walk outside the ropes and see everything you wanted to see. You know, walking with Tiger and Rory and Justin Thomas. Uh, there's a lot of holes. You can kind of catch guys on one hole and look over to your left, and there's guys putting on a different hole at Harding Park. It was kind of a cool course to walk. But it was just different, you know. Tiger got announced on Thursday as a four-time PGA winner, and there was exactly zero applause. So it's just odd moments like that. I uh, saw that. So yeah, strange. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Adam Scott, it was his first tournament back. You know, that really hit him. He made a birdie and held his ball up in the air, and there was no fans to applaud him. You know, it, so that part of it is just strange. So you lose a lot of the atmosphere. Uh, you wouldn't want to play a Ryder Cup like that, that's for sure. We didn't know if you really could play a major like that, but uh, it turned out to be a great Sunday. A lot of guys had a chance to win, and it was a lot of excitement. So, you know, I think if you were watching at home, I think you had to be pretty entertained. Yes, I think it was one of the one of the best, and as um, we talked in an earlier segment, it was prime time. But speaking of no fans, it was announced earlier today, breaking news, that this year's 2020 Masters will be without the patrons, as they call them at Augusta National. So disappointing, Babs. It's, you know, yeah. the Masters especially. I mean, we know what Amen Corner is all about. We know 
how pressure packed the Masters is. And could we imagine 2019 without crowds? Yeah, could you imagine Tiger's win with no crowds there? That was such a big piece of it. Uh, I think these players have a new appreciation for playing in front of the people. You know, Paul Casey was talking about he's had a real tough time in the restart getting up for tournaments because he he misses the fans. He misses being heckled uh, and things like that. Just just adds so much. So, yeah, the Masters without fans, you know, again, historic. Uh it's going to be so different on the ground, sir. I think they're talking maybe 100 media members. We probably had 20 writers on site at the uh, at TPC Harding Park for the PGA. So the Masters would have a few more. Maybe folks are at least traveling internationally by then and get uh, some other folks in the press room. But you know, the action itself, it's going to be so different to be there. And, and that's the one place we don't get inside the ropes. And, again, we'll be walking around watching – the greatest players in the world with with no one there it's going to be it's going to be different and in a way it's it's kind of really cool for if you're there to see it because it's it's just something that hasn't happened before yeah and uh you know roughly fifty thousand patrons a day are on the grounds during tournament week of the masters and uh if you've been there like we have you get those roars that echo through the pines which is right. you know just uh, synonymous with the tournament and um, you know, I, I it's it's just oh, it's like you know. <laughs> well, I don't as, know. as you say, yeah, I don't think there's a place on earth where the fans are a bigger part. Uh, they're respectful fans for one, but they also, as you say, you know, when you hear a roar right away, you know, oh wow, something happened at 15. Yes. You know, somebody made eagle. Somebody must have just made ace at 16. Uh, you hear different pockets. When you stand behind the clubhouse and you know where that came, and it's uh, it's just amazing, and, and that's all part of the the theater of Augusta. Uh, so I know players will miss that for sure, but I also know I, there's not a place on the planet where they get more excited to go and play for a week. So there'll be plenty of excitement. The field will be great. They're playing for history. They're playing for a, a green jacket and a seat at that table at the. You know the champions dinner for the rest of their lives uh so there'll be enough to play for where they're certainly going to know on sunday it's a major deal well now having been in a major without fans um you know clearly it's got to feel different but as you know somebody who's covered so many of them you know you would think and it's unfortunate that you know there would be an asterisk after you know these majors but Clearly, you know, do you feel the players were feeling the same amount of pressure on Sunday? What was your take? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to gauge, right? Because they haven't, uh, you know, Colin Morikawa has never come up 18 at a major with a lead. Um, so it's hard to, re he has nothing to compare it to. He's only played in, he had only played in the U.S. Open as an amateur. Matt Wolf had never played in the major. Uh, he made a great run. He missed some putts early on the back nine or, he'd be right there with his uh, SoCal buddy That's right, right down the stretch, you know? So it's kind of tough to gauge it, right? I mean, I, I, I think, and, and Jordan Spieth had a good answer on it, you know, to me it takes away an advantage if you're Jordan Spieth or, D or Dustin Johnson, let's say, Brooks Kepka, Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy. You've been in the heat on Sunday at a major. At least you know what it feels like, and you know how to try and handle it. You know you need to slow yourself 
down a little bit. Uh, so it takes away like a little built-in advantage they have that they've been going up against a guy who hadn't been there before. But again, I mean, Colin Morikawa played so good. I mean, it's just it's not like a, a shots a, a shots game type thing, strokes game where you can gauge what the effect was of not having the crowd there. You just they're all under the same circumstance, and it probably does help them relax a little bit. The younger guys and and uh, but I don't I don't put an asterisk on it at all. I mean I think you played great, beat a great field, and won on a great venue. Well, uh, we are this week the Wyndham Championship in being played in North Carolina. It's the last event of the. Okay, where are we? Nineteen twenty. Yeah. See, 2019, 2020 season. Oh my God, I just can't keep yeah. it all straight, Babs. Um, good. We got here quick. <laughs> break it down. Yeah, quick. It seemed like, a, you know, how many Groundhog Days have we had in a row now? Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, break it down for our listeners. Um, you know, how are the points working for the playoffs? You know, who who needs to really, um, you know, have a good show this weekend? What's what's the, you know, what's, yeah. the, what's the whiteboard look like? Well, I mean, it's kind of a mix, right? I thought we might get a little bit of a stronger feel, but I understand why we don't. I mean, you had a major last week. You have an event this week where it's your last time to jockey to get into the playoffs if you're outside that top 125 or make a big move. You know, I think. You know, Brant Snedeker, he's 96, I think, this week. He won a couple of years ago at Wyndham. He plays, they're a sponsor of his. It made a huge jump, and it set him up for the playoffs to make a run. Uh, you know, so that's key. Brooks Kepka's here. He's 92nd. He, he missed a big opportunity Sunday when he tumbled down that leaderboard. He only moved up four spots. So, you know, he hasn't played all that well in the reset outside of a runner-up showing in Memphis. He's 92nd. You know, he goes in uh, to the first playoff event, which will be you know, next week up in Boston, and he's got to make a move to get to that second playoff event. So, you know, it's there's three playoff events. It goes from 125, it cuts down to 70 for the BMW in Chicago after Boston, and then 30 for the, the Tour Championship. And the season's abbreviated, but the checkbooks aren't. Uh, someone's going to make a whole ton of money at the tour championship and you know these guys are jockeying for for millions of dollars here in a short season and there's just less time to position yourself so for those guys that are winning them it's a really big week yeah and isn't there a million dollar bonus attached to the windham there's i think a 10 million dollar uh windham rewards justin thomas has already wrapped that up uh, you think about how great a year he's had and he's already got to put two million dollars more into his pocket uh, Colin Morikawa jumped way up last week with that win, and uh, he's taking a week off. Webb Simpson is in there. It pays the top ten guys a bonus. It's a nice, nice deal. Wow. Uh, if I was Wyndham and I wanted to get a real bang for it, I'd say if you want to collect your check, uh, you got to come play our tournament. But, right. Must be uh, present get, to win. Yeah, it's, it's that North Carolina hospitality, man. They're, they're going <laughs> to give you the money anyway, so. Uh, yeah, you make money all over the place on the PGA Tour. You get that card, and who knows the possibilities. And uh, So it's just one more neat thing they do out there for the players. Well, uh, I don't know if you caught this, but uh, I'm sure there was a little buzz. Uh, Phil Mickelson uh, sitting in the 
announcer's booth for a little bit on Saturday. That was a lot of fun to see Phil, uh, you know, break down uh, some of the commentary of his fellow competitors. Yeah, Phil, Phil's a fun guy. I think he had fun up there. Um, he was giving. He sure was giving Faldo the raspberries. Yeah, he was giving Faldo. He thought that was fun. Giving Faldo a little stick. Uh, yeah, it was fun to have him up there. You know, he's he's still gonna be making money out there with his spikes on. I don't think he has to worry about a TV career too soon. But it just shows you something. It's not all that easy. You know, Davis Love is now backed away. He's not gonna right. do the CBS thing anymore. Right. He found it hard. Uh, he just found it hard to do. Um, did you talk and to him? I talked to him at length at Bay Hill about kind of the difficulty he was having. Uh, it's funny. And then when we left Bay Hill and went to the players, that was shortly, it was right around that time that his house burned down. Yeah. Whatever. Up in Sea Island. And, you know, um, he can use his time and go play some Champions Tour events, make some money, win some tournaments. Uh, it just, yeah, I don't think he had a great comfort level at it. It's not that easy. You kind of need to appreciate the people who make that jump into the booth and uh, do as well as they do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Other breaking news, Zach Johnson named the Payne Stewart Award winner this year. Um, One of the, you know, really nice guys out on tour, wouldn't you say? Yeah, he's a classy guy, handles himself well. He's done a lot of, you know, I can remember, you know, we used to cover him when he was playing the Hooters tour, trying to get out there. Uh, He's made a nice career for himself. He was living in Orlando for a while, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, so the kid from Des Moines winning, I mean, he won at two two great places. If you're going to win two majors, I mean, why not Augusta National and St. Andrews, right? So it probably puts you in the Hall of Fame. It'd be awfully close, I would think. Um, with with those two majors and just the way the way he carries himself, uh, good ambassador for the game. That's the whole whole idea with the Payne Stewart Award. You know, Nick Price I think got it a year ago, and it's the Good Guy Award. And uh, Zach represents himself in the game very well. Yeah, he sure does. And um, he's uh, teeing it up this week, isn't he? Yes, he is teeing it up this week. Disappointing last week that he. Got off to such a great start and then missed the cut. He had a great putting round on Thursday, and it's funny he and uh, Martin Kaima are right in the mix, and yeah, they it was were like, gone. Uh, yeah, right? they were gone Friday afternoon. You and I mentioned That's, you yeah. and I mentioned him last week, and I texted you like Martin Kaimer, <laughs> Look at him, the scarf. What happened? Hadn't seen Martin Kaimer in years. I mean, he hasn't won since the U.S. Open at, at uh, Pinehurst, and. I don't think Zach's won since his British Open at St. Andrews in 2015. Just goes to show you how hard it is to win out there. Um, geez, I mean, it's hard to even make a cut. So, you know, those guys, yeah, they were they were on the leaderboard and talking to the press on Thursday and on Friday afternoon they were slamming their trunks and headed out of town. So, you know, that's golf in a nutshell. Yeah, it sure is. Um, and, you know, back to the PGA, uh you know, such a such a um, prime time event with a prime time leaderboard. Um, you know, what what was your feeling in you know the press room as it was sort of unfolding? Um, did you think there was going to be a playoff? How did you feel at the time that it was going to shake out? 
Yeah, I certainly didn't see anybody winning by two shots when at one point we had about 15 guys in the mix. Um, but Morikawa, you know, he had just two huge shots in that span, right? He chips in. You know, he could easily have made bogey there. He drove it into the trees and got a great kick just to kick out. And he didn't hit a very good second shot, but at least he got it up near the green, which had his ball not kicked out off the tee. Who knows? And then he goes for it on 16, makes that eagle. Uh, there were a lot of guys. My takeaway was that there were a lot of guys who can look at Sunday there as a building block. You know, Tony Finau gets his putting questioned a lot. I saw him knocking down some big putts. That has to be good for his confidence. Yeah, and a lot yeah. more, a lot more aggressive, don't you? Yeah, think? I mean, yeah, sure. And, and you know, he's getting those putts to go, which you have to do. Uh, you know, Bryson DeChambeau had had a top ten. He went off. He got off the course smiling. You know, he knows he made some mistakes out there. At the end of the week, over seventy-two holes, it's only three shots, or, you know, two or three shots that keep you out of there. So, you know, Paul Casey played very well. He was chasing that first major. He's played in sixty-four of them without a win. Uh, I thought so. I just thought a lot of guys, kind of, you know, Scotty Scheffler, playing in the last group. I thought he played very nicely. Yeah, uh, coming, off the, yeah. Uh, coming off the coming off the the. Um... Uh, web.com or whatever we're yeah, calling it now. Corn Ferry. Share the Corn Ferry, right? right. He's, he's playing Corn Ferry a year ago. Colin Morikawa and Matthew Wolf weren't that far from taking final exams. Uh, yeah, so I just thought a lot of the, there was a lot of guys, you know, Kepka had a bad Sunday. Dustin Johnson didn't have a very good Sunday, certainly with the lead. But a lot of guys walked off that golf course, even without winning, that could probably take a little momentum with them to wing for which will also be a very difficult driving course uh, and similar in, in a few ways than what they had this week. So um, speaking of the U.S. Open, who, who do you, you know, who's starting to get on your radar for uh, wing foot? I, you know, I, I can see Fino getting right back in there. Um, I, he's just way too talented to have one win. And I think something's kind of clicked within him that that's just not good enough. Uh, he knows he can uh, he can do better and win. He drives it really well. Uh, it's funny when they had the you know everyone asked about the driving debate who's longer, DeChambeau or uh, Cameron Champ, and Cameron Champ without a question said it's Tony Finau. Tony Finau just doesn't let it out all that much. Um, Is that so right? The, yeah, and, and, they, and Tony played with Bryson. I saw him on the ninth hole. I walked with them. They both hit a 320, and they're within about two feet right next to each other. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. And so I think with his length and his ability to hit fairways, I mean, that's a tough combination. He'll be in there. Dustin Johnson will probably bounce back. Kepko will probably bounce back. I mean, that was kind of weird on Sunday. He probably needs to bounce back. He played so well in the majors. I think there had to be a little shock that he went backwards like he did on the front nine Sunday when others were making birdies. So, you know, I, I see kind of the usual suspects back there. And, and and Tiger has a lot of things to fine-tune, but at least now he's got a major under his belt, and now he'll play at least two playoff starts. I think he's going to go in there with a little more repetitions and, you know, have a little more feel for jumping into the competitive arena. Well, we've, you know, got such an exciting – not only, um, you know, young guns now, um, which I don't know. We've got, like, the young, young guns <laughs> and the slightly <Yeah>. younger guns. <laughs> Pistols. 
right? It's like, yeah. Uh, you know, golf is so fun and so deep right now. Just, yeah. just love it. Um, so your uh, your pick for, for Sunday at the Wyndham Championship, Bob? I'm going with a North Carolina guy. I think Webb Simpson's playing pretty well. I haven't seen yet if he has Paul Tesori back on the bag this week. He, Paul was hoping to get back. He had some back issues. Um, but, uh, yeah, Webb played pretty well at the PGA. And he's and in North Carolina. It's his boy. backyard, yeah. Yeah, he's playing near home. I mean, that's that's his his stuff, you know. Horses for courses. So yeah. that would be my pick this week. Well, uh, you uh, you must have been uh, channeling Bob Herrick because he picked them as well. <laughs> well, he's kind of chalked, so I guess we're, we're kind of taking the easy way out. Well, I'll give you walk, maybe Joaquin Neiman as my sleeper. Ooh, just because it's it's been a long stretch, and it's it might be another young guy this week because they're on a long stretch of golf, and uh, you probably need some young legs out there. So I'll take I, I'll take Joaquin. I think that's a that's a pretty interesting pick. I I'm I'm gonna go. Is is Paul playing? He's playing, isn't he? Casey? Who's that? Paul Casey's uh, back in. Yep. I think he is, yep. yes. Yeah, I yeah think, a lot uh, of confidence. I, I, I think that was a really good tournament for him. So I'm going yeah, in there. Too. I'm going with Paul. So we'll see how it all turns out, Babs. All as right. always, thanks so much for your time with the Golf Insiders. All the time. See you, Holly G. Got it.